Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A conversation with... The GOAT of Texas Tech track and field, Wes Kelly, here with us today. Coach, do you like being referred to as the GOAT? I mean, does that, <laughs> is that, does that part of your – I mean, do we, do we need to reference you as that, or is that uh, – No, I'm, sure? I'm okay. just – Coach Kitley is, is, is good. Okay, all right, all right. Well, we, we still think you are the GOAT. But, yes, Coach Kitley, thanks for being here today on the Rockin' pregame today. Well, Coach, obviously coming off a big, uh, you know, Big Twelve championship with the men, uh, something like that. I know doesn't get old with a with a new group of guys uh, to get it done. Uh, amazing. No, it it was so proud of them. Uh, you know, we scored 152 points, and I think the 80s were Oklahoma State and Texas were in there. Uh, just a complete team effort is what I was so proud of. Uh, we scored. We're really good in the sprints and the hurdles, but we we scored everywhere. Uh, from five thousand, we had a five thousand meter champion freshman kid, and uh, uh, so you know, anytime you can win the Big Twelve, and I feel like the facility we have to be able to compete for a championship at home, there's just nothing like it. Well, and uh, who surprised you on, uh, that weekend? Well, Ernest uh, a Chariot is our new Kenyan that got here in January. And uh, we didn't really know what we had, and we had never run him in a 5,000 meters. We just thought it was the weakest of the 3,000 or the 5, so we put him in it, and then he won it. So <laughs> that had to be the biggest shock. Uh, the other people that have done well all year long, they took care of business, so I can't say that I was surprised. But he he would have to be the – Pleasant surprise and and really a big boost our team. Well, you know, every four years it's the Summer Olympics, but for you, every year is the Olympics. You're getting guys from all over, Coach. Well, you have to. I mean, if you're going to compete at the highest level, uh, you know, the SEC, they're recruiting everybody and and, uh, the whole Big Ten, everybody is. So uh, we've been fortunate enough to be able to get in the hunt and fight for those same kids. And if you're going to win a national championship and Big 12 championships, you got to get them. Well, Coach, I'm, I'm going to show you this. Uh, I made this. Uh, I do. I'm right now on my Facebook. I'm having fans from every state answer in, and so we've done 43 states. Today's Vermont. Haven't heard from anybody from Vermont yet. But the other day we did South Dakota. So I made a Mount Rushmore, and I want you to know if coaches at Tech. I got Tim Tadlock. Wes Kitley, Marsha Sharp, and Mike Leach. And everybody wow. started commenting. But, you know, you get called the GOAT, you're going to get up on somebody's Mount Rushmore. So I just wanted to share you with that. My daughter made that. I wasn't smart enough how to do it, but she took your head and wow. put it up there with all those. But, uh, I mean, you're, you got, you're doing elite things here at Texas Tech. Well, it was always my dream. You know, I was at Abilene Christian. I ran there. I was there for 22 years either running and 15 coaching. But when Gerald Myers came after me in 1999, I thought Texas Tech was a gold mine, and I thought that it would be uh, – they just needed somebody that wanted to come here and be here and live here and raise their family here and and to get after it. And so my greatest accomplishment is bringing that to Texas Tech and the, changing the mindset of, of we can win here. Uh, I, all my friends, everybody said, you can't win in that windblown place. You can't have a track <laughs> program there. And so uh, – the great pride that I have is, yeah, I wanted to bring a great product to Lubbock. I wanted to bring a great product that 
that our fans and everybody could be proud of. And Texas Tech deserves a winner. And so uh, I think that's the thing I'm most most proud of. Well, next you got the indoor championships this year in Boston. Last year we got to be in Albuquerque when when you had yeah. some guys win. Uh, your thoughts now is that you take some folks to Boston. Well, it's uh, I'm excited. Uh, it's it's an opportunity uh, that we need to really take care of and to get after. And uh, it's probably the closest ranked uh, track and field news has it 45, 44, 43, 42, 40 for the first five teams. It's that close, uh, and you just got to have a good meet. Uh, we can't worry about everybody else. Uh, we've just got to take care of ourselves. But if we have a really good meet, then we've got a chance to bring home an, another national championship. And uh, if we don't, we could be fifth, sixth, or seventh. You know, it's just that fine line that you've got to you got to be on for this one. Yeah, and you know the men have been ranked quite a few times, few weeks number one. Do you like that? Is that good, or does that? You know, I think coaches don't like it. I think fans like it. No, I, I don't like it as much <laughs> as the fans do. I think our kids feed off of it. I like it that it gives them confidence that they that people are respecting us. Uh, but I'd rather sneak up on people and, uh, you know, kind of be – I think we're gritty in Lubbock. I think, uh, you know, we're – that's what we make our name on, and so I'd rather be that type underdog uh, kind of guy, which I think we are anyway, but uh, we're getting a lot of respect and ranked high, so I appreciate that. When you mentioned the great facilities we have here, I mean, you had those pre-events, and you brought in all the top teams. You already have seen yeah. some of them here in Lubbock. No, you have to, and uh, yeah, we, we've had the majority of the <laughs> SEC and a lot of Big Ten and, and a few Pac-12 the last year of that, but uh they it's it's the best facility to me in the country uh we run good at home if you were there this past weekend i mean the espn people had a a loud meter whatever you call those (laughs) and it was a well over 100 105 several times in that building that's just incredible how loud it was and how exciting it was to be in there and so uh, I, i just think it's a great championship atmosphere yeah. Hey, have you been seeing all the construction over there? Obviously, I just saw some video of the top of the double T. I mean, we're getting close to seeing that thing. Yes, and my son actually <laughs> got put a hard hat on and go up to find his office, and he videoed. Okay, I'm walking in the front door. Here's the, and so uh, we got a glimpse of yeah. a very rustic look of his office, but uh, and the view. But isn't that going to be incredible? It's uh, going to be. Yeah, first class. Well, you've been here a long time. I mean, I just, I mean, you can see all the the upgrades and things happening at the university across the board, academically and athletically. No, no doubt. This is my twenty fifth year, <laughs> and you know, the Spirit Arena was just built when I got here. Yeah. And okay. so, uh, but you know, Gerald Myers had the had the wisdom and the foresight when we didn't have any money to build buildings and to start building stuff. Listen, in the in the world of NIL and what's going on now. Uh, I, I think the construction stuff's going to slow down, and I think Texas Tech is in a really good place because we've got all those things, baseball this year, football now. Everyone's got good facilities, softball, you know, soccer. It doesn't matter. And so uh, now hopefully we can focus on NIL and uh, – and we won't be worried about facilities. Where a lot of people that don't have it, I think they're in trouble. Yeah. How, how crazy is it for like track NIL? Is it on the levels of? You know, I mean, I mean, have you gotten to a point where you're, that's it's vital to track like it is the other sports? I mean, are you really having to compete in that arena? Last year was the first year that we saw people like Tennessee and 
and uh, the SEC and the people that have got a little bit more money starting to do it on a on a smaller scale. Yeah. You know, I would see teams have three and four hundred thousand dollars for the whole men and women, and that's kind of where the big dogs are: Florida, mm-hmm. Tennessee, Arkansas. They're doing about that amount now, but yeah. not anything like football or basketball. Yeah. Coach Pete mentioned recruiting, how you've recruited, and you mentioned the fact that people told you you can't win in Lubbock, and that's a misnomer. From my perspective, a DFW guy who went to Tech, a cover recruiting, you can't win at Tech. And I've always thought it was a sleeping giant in many sports. Uh, McGuire's proving you can recruit to football, to Texas Tech. Chris Beard proved that you you can do that. Tadlock, and you've done it for a long time. What did you see about Texas Tech that made you know that you could win it when out here in Lubbock? Well, I, I'm an Abilene Christian grad, and I love Abilene Christian. But when I was winning there, I won 29 national championships there. Wow! And I was would come to Lubbock to run, and then I would recruit West Texas, and I'm like, there is no way I should be beating Texas Tech for those people. Mm. I noticed it at Abilene. I'm like, mm. I should Texas Tech should own West Texas. And so that was my first glimpse of it. And I just, I'm a West Texas guy. I loved Lubbock. I loved Texas Tech uh, when I was at Abilene. And I'm just like, if I'm, and we were Division Two, and then I wanted to always go Division One. And it was my dream school. And it's where I wanted to live, where I wanted to raise my kids and, and my wife and I. And so I think when you're that in ground into a university, into a city, and into West Texas culture, uh, man, we, we have this saying, you get them on campus, we're getting them. Yeah, and that's the that's yeah. the hardest thing to do is to get them on campus. But if you can be one of those top five visits in the past, now now you can visit unlimited. But uh, and then when you when you have a product, hey, everybody wants to be a part of a winner. Yeah, and uh, but you know I'm happy. I want to go to work every day. I want to be here, and I think uh, I've tried to to make, create that culture at Texas Tech. And man, it's the greatest place in the world to raise a family and to live. Is that the blueprint? Is that how you've built? this into a national powerhouse here at Texas Tech is, is the culture? I believe so. Uh, I try to, when I have recruits here and I'm, I tell them we're not sexy, if you're looking for sexy, go somewhere else. I bring them to my house. We have a meal. I introduce them to my wife and I've got all my coaches and their families there and I'm saying, this is what we're about. And you'll be shocked, shocked at how many parents want that. Yeah. And, you know, and then I say, do you have a better facility than this one? Uh, you know, we do have the sexy, too, yeah. but I don't want to sell any kid that, you know, it's the shiny penny. I want them to. Yeah, we're we're about good people. We're we're about uh, family. We're about doing things right. And uh, it's worked really well for me. You mentioned you've been at Texas Tech for a long time, a coach for a long time. Just in my research throughout the years through the state of Texas, I run across the name Kitley a lot. So I'm very curious. I haven't been able to substantiate. OK, is this all the Kitley family, like how much of your family are coaches at different levels throughout the state? Yeah, I've had uh, a lot of nephews and, and mm-hmm. still do, but uh, my nephew coached at Rule. Yeah. Uh, my my younger brother, Rick, he has two boys that coach, and one of them's the offensive coordinator at Stephenville High School, yeah. uh, Colt, and then he also was the head track coach at Stephenville. And, uh, but then Cade, he's been all up in, you know, the, the Plains, and he coached at Rule, and then uh, – but then, of course, my son, he, yeah. he started He started off with me in track as my manager, mm. believe it or not. When I he didn't know that. He went to, went to ACU to, to try out for basketball under 
Joe Golding, who's oh, wow. now at UTEP, wow, yeah. and then he just he hated it. He just loved Lubbock so much. He thought Abilene was like a foreign country, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he came right back in one semester and started helping me. And then he walked in one day and said, "Hey, Dad, I hope you're not mad at me, but I want to be a football coach." And I said, "You do." I said, well, then I want you to go over there and see Sonny Cumbie immediately oh, yeah. and tell him you're going to volunteer for him this whole semester. Mm-hmm. And I knew Kingsbury got up at 5 a.m. <laughs> and I knew he's going to either love this or hate this. <laughs> and after one semester, Sonny went to TCU to be the OC. And Kingsbury called me and said, this kid is awesome. He's mine. He's going to be in the quarterback room. And that's where he got to be with Mahomes and, and Doug, uh, Davis Webb and all yeah. that group. Yeah. I'm really curious. About that, that was my next question is, you're a coach, a lot of family in coaching, you know criticism is part of it, but with it being your son, and Zach so heavily criticized, right or wrong, yeah. um, it became a joke like on our message board that if something happened with basketball, what did what did Zach Kidley do to mess it up? You know what I mean? It got so yeah. ridiculous, uh, you know, sarcastically. For you, what is it like, though, to hear that kind of criticism, and how do you deal with it? Well, I want to back up one second. I think the biggest problem with Lubbock and, and the criticism of Zach or, or, uh, or whatever has to do with, with Mike Leach being so great at throwing the football that our fans want nothing but to throw. Joey wants to run the ball. Mm-hmm. And so Zach, I think, is just trying to do what his boss is telling him to do and to get in that happy medium and I don't know that our fans are ever going to be happy unless we throw it 50 times a game. <laughs> but I think they will if we get a little bit more balanced and we can run the ball. Uh, we we kind of stay off social media during football. No, it, it's it's heart-wrenching, you know, to, yeah. to his mother and to, to, to everybody to listen to it, especially him being a Red Raider. He loves this place. He's yeah. turned down way more money to stay here than to go other places and to do all that. But he's a coach's <laughs> Son, he knows it comes with the territory. I don't get criticized like that as much as football. But offensive coordinator, if you don't score a bunch of points, it doesn't matter if defense is bad or not, it's offense's fault. Yep. And so uh, we've just kind of accepted that. He's pretty tough. Yeah, and, you know, I guess uh, you always say winning cures everything, you know. Yeah. And so I guess if, if Tech this coming season can have a, a great season, win, you know, win 10 games or something, I don't know the fans would at, at that point care that much about if you ran it every single time. But right. if you won 10 games, you know, they, they'd probably be thinking how, how great the play calling is and yeah. everything else. But people always like to blame it on something, you know. So. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, we hear it every week, you know, he didn't – it, the tight ends are non-existent for this or that. <laughs> yeah, right, well, yeah, look yeah. at the Oregon game. You know, number 80 had six catches. You yeah. know, it's like, but then he gets hurt at West Virginia. Yeah. We yeah. get three kids hurt at West Virginia. Yeah. It's people don't understand who's hurt and who's not and who's playing and who's not and how yeah. the offensive line last year was very injured the whole year and, and things like that. And. I you're, think not one gonna, of the, you're not going to have good offense if you don't have good offense line. Right. And, but I always think there, there's a lot of things that go on that a lot of people don't even stop to think about. It's like it's it's always like, why did he call that play? Well, a lot of times he calls a play, and the quarterback, right or wrong, may check out of that play when he yeah. shouldn't have. Or I mean, there's a million things that can happen in the course of the game. It's not just because he called this play. That play may not have no, even been. Exactly maybe the defense right. blew it up. I mean, they just, you know, they recognize something. You know, it's just yeah. so many things that go into that. You know, yeah, so. and, the, and the bottom line, you know, I think nearly on 90% of the plays that it's called, you're exactly right. There is always a check. I mean, if they're six-man six front, 
well, they're going to throw it. And if there's a three-man front, they're going to run it. You yeah. can almost, you can almost not even, you can just almost look at that. Yeah. If yeah. there's a four-man or five-man, then okay, it's kind of in between. You're you're taking through your reads, but yeah. but you know, Baron or whoever will be going through reads every right. play that's called. Well, you're uh, obviously busy being the, being the track coach and endless recruiting and everything that goes on. But how much time do you get to, you know, really like when football season rolls around? I mean, is that a good time for you to I mean, do you actually get to go to the games and kind of yeah. absorb yourself in that? It's it's really the yeah, it's awesome. I uh, I went to BYU last year. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm going everywhere. I'm going to Washington State. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will recruit when we have home meets or home games, which we have seven this year. So I'll bring my recruits in when we're at home, and I'll still see the game, of course. But when they're away, I just leave on Friday 90% of the time and uh, and go see everything I can. We're having a great time. We're making a lot of memories. So I was going to talk about, you know, like recruits when you bring them in, because you you have a lot of, I guess, international players. And, mm-hmm. and how familiar are a lot of those uh, players that you bring in, you know, when they go to a, to a football game, for instance? I mean, do they – do they get to see much football, or is it like maybe the first game they've ever seen? You know, if you're not from United States or something, I yeah. mean, you know, it's very good question. They all tell us yes, they've never seen anything like it, wow. and then most of them really love it because they love the crowd and the atmosphere. Yeah. And then they're used to rugby or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe in their country, but mostly yeah. soccer. Yeah, and so, uh, but they love it. Yeah, and nearly all of them after in time they understand the rules, and then they're into it, man. That's funny. You, I guess if you if you tell them you're going to take them to the football game, a lot of them probably are thinking they're about to go to a soccer match, right? Yeah, they probably thought that. Yes. <laughs> hey, coach, going back to the Big Twelve, the four by four, uh, yeah. you guys uh, had to get a three oh four, and uh, they they pull out a three oh two. Take me through that, and how yeah. proud of you are those guys. Well, school record, the fastest you know, in the history of of our university. Uh, we. What was really impressed to me was we had 140 points at that time. We are. 50 points ahead. We've got the championship one, but we had an edge about us to still try to qualify that relay. And, uh, yeah, uh, we'd run 305 flat, and we went to 3027. And, you know, it, uh, it was an impressive run. I was just so proud of how focused our kids were, knowing that we might be left at home in that event at Nationals, and it could be the difference. It's the last event of the day at the NCAA, and you want to have one. Yeah. If you're in the hunt, you want to have a four by four. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just really proud, and hopefully we can duplicate that again. Well, as you head to Boston, what's the message to the guys to to pick up as many points as they can? Yeah, I mean, we have five guys, and that's the most in NCAA history in the sixty. We have five of the sixteen. They only take sixteen per event, and you've got to qualify during the year. And we have five of them, and that's got to be a huge, huge event for us and then uh, we have two in the 60 hurdles one in the 400 we have one weight thrower uh we have uh, a mile relay and uh you know we've got to we've got to score big i mean that's just the way it is you've got to you've got to do well but i would say the 60 and the 60 hurdles you know on friday we're going to know after friday if we got a chance because yeah. we got to qualify i call it fill up lanes which means there's only eight, so we got to fill them up. Yeah, and then you then it puts you in a position to uh, to score the next day. Yeah, coach, I'm curious, how many active Texas Tech football players do you have in the track program right now? Well, we had two. Mm-hmm. Uh, we call him Sensei. Was the other mm-hmm. hurdler, the yeah. linebacker, both the two linebackers of all things. Right. <laughs> of course, you saw Dingle. Uh, he goes and makes the finals again and gets seventh place. And we had about three practices, and uh, he's just a real 
freak from from South Carolina, but what a great kid. And uh, we, I'm helping Joey and Zach and all of them recruit a lot of kids. They yeah. have a couple of kids that they've signed. There's a really good triple jumper that will be in here next year that mm-hmm. would have scored at the Big 12. And uh, the thing that's so fun is just I want to help get any of those guys to Tech, whether they help me or not. And then we're going to have one or two that do, and that just makes football and track such a special relationship. Yeah. What is it like you know, when you're sitting there coaching track? You know, because I, I mean, I was never a guy that was blessed with the type of speed or desire to run unless I was in severe danger, chased. you know, but, yeah, by a bear or something, you know. But when you're, I always wonder how do you coach, like especially like in running events, you know, you got these guys that are fast, but when you're coaching them, you know, I, I look at that and I'm thinking, what do you do? Run faster, yeah. just run faster. But what, what's, the, what's that like coaching someone who's just a runner to get the most? out of them what do you well there's so many things people don't get at this level like like yeah fast is fast but when you're running the 60 meters i mean you cannot pop up out of the block you have to drive out to to maximize the race or you you can come up to we call it the drive phase you have to have a good start then you have the drive phase then you transition to getting up tall and finishing well i just named you know six seconds you got to do all that oh yeah so it's like uh it's always a challenge to you know, teach the block start to teach the, the, the drive phase to whatever, if you're a sprinter or a hurdler, my goodness, there's so much to, that goes into hurdling and the technique of it. Yeah. So it's a constant battle of technique. And, uh, you know, at this level, of course, you've got this meticulous every little, little bit. What's the hardest uh, event to coach, <laughs> do you think? Well, I don't coach. It's the hammer throw. <laughs> coach Falcons does that. But uh, you stay on your heel. There's nothing in sports that you stay on your heel but the hammer. Huh. Wow, did not know that. Okay, and it's you. You rotate on your heel, and and on the discus, you're on the midfoot, and you know. So if you're a thrower, you're on the heel one time, and then shot put, you're not on your heel. Yeah, nothing God, good crazy. happens on your heel except that event. <laughs> yeah, so it's very very unique. That's crazy. Coach, man. going back to the football player, you said uh, Horn is no longer doing track. He's focusing on football. He he ran two meets okay. and did not make the Big Twelve. I picked okay. I picked uh, another one. He was he was probably only twenty six could go. He's probably twenty seventh, twenty eighth. Okay, but I picked Dingle and he scored. I think I picked right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they'll try to probably come out again next year. But I okay. don't know about spring with them because they have spring ball ninety percent of our outdoor season. Yeah, all right, that makes sense. One more question. How did you get started with track? Did you coach other sports and everything? Was it at the high school level and just well? Here's here's that? the long story. Number one, my granddad was a sheriff of rural Texas. Oh wow! And it, when I'm six years old, he brings me to the track to watch the high school. And rural didn't have any money, so he had bought all those kids spikes. Oh wow! Say eight guys on the team. There weren't many, but anyway, I'm six years old, and they're pulling up and giving them spikes and putting them on and running and they're asking me to jog with them and I just fell in love with it. I thought that the that that was just it. But I got hit in the eye with a basketball in the seventh grade and I lost my eye, my right eye. And I couldn't play I was playing quarterback, seventh grade, it rules, sixth grade, you can play sixth and seventh. I had to quit playing all contact sports. So from seventh grade on I had to be, you know, track was it. And so that's that's from my love. Wow. Other right. than my granddad when I was six. Well, it got you. You know, that sometimes, uh, you know, things like that that happen that at the time, it's, you know, it's tragic and it's depressing. And you probably yeah. thought, man, my life is over. I can't play football anymore. But then it pushed you into a place that you were 
God wanted you to be He's a goat, track no. coach. I mean, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I think that's stuff. amazing, you know, that I happened. I mean, I you don't know? make fun of this, but I mean, you know, I'm, I've been a one-eyed coach for since I'm seventh grade, <laughs> yeah. and but it's been the greatest blessing. Yeah. Wow. You, know, you, do, wow. you don't understand that at that's the time. Awesome. Right. And, yeah. uh, you know, it. Uh, I had art. I had to be at homeschooled my eighth grade year, mm-hmm. and Art Browse's mom came to my house and taught me every day <laughs> wow huh. uh so it's uh there's a lot of history there well and coach recently you, you got put into a couple hall of fames i mean what that's a blessing in itself oh yeah it uh you know the culmination i think of, of coaching that long and and the u.s track and field one is is the ultimate right. and then but to me the texas one was also because those are the high school coaches that i've been recruiting for 40 years they're the ones that put me in yeah. and so it's real special to have those relationships well, that's uh, awesome. Uh, Coach Kitley, thank you so much for being here today on the Rock and Pregame. Man, this has been awesome. I Great. appreciate yeah. you uh, you know, dropping in and uh, talking a little bit. But I think it's the first time you've been on our show. I think we've had some clips so. from you from press conferences and things. But uh, to have you on the show, that was, that was really insightful and, 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 and very interesting. So appreciate it. So. I guess we'll let you get back to your back to your day job well, now. And I need to go bring a championship home. So there I gotta, you go. yeah, we yeah. got some work to do. Good luck, Coach. Thanks well, I'm for thinking, having me. Guys. You're very welcome. Coach. You guys about to say, think what I got to do for the rest of the day, man. Got to go bring a championship home. Boy, it makes me seem like the rest of my day is pretty light. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty lucky. Thanks a lot, Coach Kitley. All right, Thank come you. back here. Uh, we're going to uh, touch on. Uh, you mentioned this earlier, Jarrett, about the NCAA proposing some changes to football recruiting as far as the calendar is concerned. So uh, anxious to uh, get everybody updated on what those changes might be. That is next on the Red Raider Outfitter Rock and Pregame on Rock 101.1.